time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie as we bring you a brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm filling in for the vacationing WB. That's right, it's Alfie here sitting in the captain's chair as our fearless leader is taking a little time off. He is off this week enjoying a vacation with his lovely bride. So he'll be back in the captain's chair next week. So in the meantime and between time, I'll be here. So hopefully uh, things will go as uh, as normal. We'll have no problems, no uh, no technical difficulties as I'm sitting here behind the board, behind the mic, and I'll make sure that we get through this episode of Southern Race Week Radio without any problems. So uh, sit back, relax, and uh, get set as we uh, talk all about the great world of motorsports, IndyCar, NHRA, NASCAR. As William likes to say, if it goes really fast and it's on four or even sometimes two wheels, we'll cover it for you all here on a Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you had yourself an enjoyable week as the uh, temperatures are starting to get a little bit cooler here in our home base of Atlanta, Georgia, as that fall-time weather is starting to descend upon us. In fact, uh, pretty soon here, I think in just a matter of days, our home track here of Atlanta Motor Speedway will be starting up their fair. That's right, the uh, Georgia Fair being held at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So uh, very awesome to head out there and enjoy some great rides. I'm taking my kids out there along with my wife uh, coming up here the next uh, couple of days to enjoy the great weather outside. And I have some fun at the uh, Georgia State Fair, as we mentioned, going on. Atlanta Motor Speedway, so much activity going on in AMS as well as they are continuing to work on the track right now, the next generation of racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And actually, they do have a camera that is currently focused in on AMS as they're doing their construction work. So if you're curious to check that out and see what's going on, you can head on over to our social media platforms because I have posted a link to that special camera that is broadcasting 24 hours, seven days a week of the construction work going on at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So you can check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or on our Twitter page at SRW Radio. And while you're there, we would really appreciate it if you liked or followed our Facebook and Twitter page. And also, we deliver the latest in NASCAR, racing, NHRA, short track, IndyCar, all the latest racing news and updates you need are available for you right there on our Facebook page and Twitter page as well. And all of us here on the show have our own Twitter pages as well. That's right. You can follow our fearless leader at WB Radio Network, and you can follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. But I got to tell you, we've got another jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you this week as the NASCAR playoffs continue on. The IndyCar Series is wrapping up their season, crowning a new champion and NHRA is continuing. They have a few more events going on before uh, they wrap up their season here in 2021. As we get to the end of the year, it's hard to believe we are already in October. I mean, it just seems like yesterday we were kicking off the Daytona 500 in February. We had IndyCar kicking off NHRA, and now here we are approaching the end of the year as many of these uh, racing series are going to be wrapping up in just a matter of weeks. It's so crazy. And as I mentioned, we have another great episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you this week on the program. We're going to be joined by the president, the main man in charge over at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, as we preview the Roval Weekend coming up at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That'll be next weekend. 
And then also we're going to be speaking with Kevin Lee, who covers all the IndyCar action for NBC as they wrapped up their season of IndyCar this season. So we'll get his thoughts on the season, the new champion, and his thoughts on Jimmy Johnson's progress throughout the, his rookie year in 2021. And then also we'll be speaking with Winston Kelly, the main man in charge over at the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte as the Roll of Weekend, as we mentioned, will be in Charlotte. So they're going to be expecting huge crowds at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So we'll get the latest on what's going on there, all the latest exhibits, events, and uh, things going on there that you might want to take advantage of while you're in town, maybe in Charlotte for Roval Weekend, or if you just want to make the short drive out to Charlotte and check out all the fun stuff they got going on there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So all that coming up for you this week on Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie, continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And uh, we're getting close to that time of year, everybody, as the Charlotte Motor Speedway is getting set for Roval Weekend coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And as we get set for that great race date, we're always honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest into the program, a great friend of the show. As he is coming to us live from his offices at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Greg Walter. Buddy, I'm not sure I'm deserving of that many long vowels. I appreciate it, though. Uh, Mr. Walter, don't even, don't even do that. You know you're a big deal, sir. And when we have a big deal guest on, we always give him a big deal introduction. Welcome again to the program, <laughs> sir. Great friend of the show. Uh, we always appreciate you taking time to join us here on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully everything's going good with you and everyone there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. We are good. I appreciate, Alfred, all you do for our fans across the Southeast. We really appreciate it. Well, Mr. Walter, as I just said in the open here, in just a couple of weeks, you're going to be welcoming NASCAR Nation to a Charlotte Motor Speedway playoff race, and not only a, a regular playoff race, but also an elimination race, as uh, we're going to be cutting down four drivers after we leave Charlotte Motor Speedway for the Bank of America Roval race there at the track. So I'm sure you're excited and ready and pumped, and as well as the rest of your staff. Last year, with everything that went on with COVID, not as many fans coming out to some of the events. Now you welcome in a, a jam-packed crowd to Charlotte to once again put on this great, great event with the Roval. I think it's become a staple in the NASCAR schedule, and I think it, it was something that we didn't know how it was going to work out. I know a lot of drivers had their opinions and thoughts. I know you guys have made some changes over the years to how the track layout is. I think now a lot of the fans have really kind of as, speaking as myself, obviously I'm a broadcaster and media person, but I'm also a NASCAR fan, and I got to say it's probably one of the funnest races to watch on the NASCAR schedule. So how are you guys ready to go? We're getting ready. We have this mantra here, this calibration for operations that we are getting robo ready. And so about a month out, we really begin to hone in on the things that it takes to get the track ready, you know, painting, the signage, the building of, of the robo. And Marcus's vision has always been that, that when you walk into the arena or walk into the facility, that the Roval looks like a purpose-built road course. Everything should look like, man, this it always looks like this. You know, I never want to compare it to another form of racing, but you look at some of the tracks that Formula One races on and, and the colors and the vibrance of it. 
that's exactly what he has always wanted the robo to be. And so that's the vision that we cast. And that's what we want our fans to feel like that. Wow, this is something that is really, really special and cool. Friday, we had basically the entire staff out there. We were all painting the track. We had this really awesome sound system. We crank up the tunes and we're all out there painting for like four hours and, and put a major dent into you know, making the track look like, like it should. So we're getting ready. Um, fine touches going on things, but ready for a great week, weekend of racing. And what's also cool, Alfred, is I know your, your audience is across the Southeast. As if you remember, you know, normally in May we have Speed Street, which is that downtown festival, music, all sorts of interactive pieces. It's a great time for our community. Well, with COVID and May being so uncertain, it actually got postponed to, to October. So if you're going to think about coming to the road, you're thinking about trying this really neat race, then you've got also have Speed Street going on downtown at Romare Bearden Park. We've got artists on Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, all sorts of activation from various partners that are part of the NASCAR community the ecosystem. It's just a great time. And so if you've ever thought about coming to Charlotte and coming to Concord, this is the time to do it. And you pointed out earlier, this is a cutoff race. And this is the one thing I'm always excited about on the schedule. When the schedule comes out is that the Roval is one where the drivers have really got to put it on the line. You saw it happen in Bristol, right? Bristol was a cutoff race. And you saw some helmet throwing, you know, some finger pointing. And that's exactly what we want here. If you remember the first race where you had – you know, Martin Truex and, and, and Jimmy Johnson, you know, right there at the end, we want the drivers to lay it all on the line. Right? And that just creates great storylines for our fans and an entertaining show. Now, as you mentioned, COVID is, you know, for the most part of the world is coming back to normal. More tracks are actually doing more events, more things than you did last year. So as far as you said, things going on with artists and music performances going on in Charlotte, as far as down to the track, what events and what things do you have planned for the NASCAR fans who will be, camping out, hanging out at a Charlotte Motor Speedway over that weekend. We're really excited that the American Flat Track Motorcycle event's coming back, and that'll be, be on Friday night. Um, that'll be something cool. And that's over the dirt track, which is right across the street. And if you've never seen that kind of racing, uh, it will. We, we joke that we'll sell you the whole seat, but all you're going to need is the edge because it is, it is hair-raising excitement. And that'll be on Friday night. Um, Saturday, obviously, is the, the Blue Cross Blue Shield race, the Xfinity race on the Roval. And then Sunday, we've got uh, Tim Duggar. I don't know if you know Tim Duggar, but Tim is just a great, great musician. He's incredibly popular with the fans. He always puts on an amazing show. He's going to be part of the pre-race ceremonies here. Um, we are going to have, we do have pre-race passes for sale where fans can actually get down on that synthetic turf and enjoy some access to driver intros. And I promise that it'll, it'll be a great time out here. Camp, we still have some camping spaces available, getting ready for the race. So there's plenty to do. And then also, you know, Alfred, we never talk about this, but what's cool about this community is there's so many other things to do. We have fans coming here. They'll do on they have some time between events. They'll go do the the microbrew, the craft brew tourie that's here in Cabarrus County. There's also you know things of neighboring Mecklenburg County. The Hall of Fame is downtown. So if you if you're a fan of the sport, if you're a fan of NASCAR, this place has it all. Right, you have the garages, the the tour of the shops. Those are kind of limited right now with COVID, but during a normal time, there's just so much to do here if you're a fan of NASCAR racing. If our fans do want to purchase those tickets or get campground sites, 
uh, where can they go to get that information and purchase those tickets and campground sites? Well, the first place we encourage fans to go is the website because it's all there, right? Everything is there and it's like shopping at Amazon. So it is um, www.charlottemotorspeedway.com. And if not, if you want to talk to someone live, then our phone number is 1-800-455-FANS, F-A-N-S. And we'd be happy to, to, to help you out. And the folks downstairs are just, just absolutely amazing. And as you said, you just mentioned um, the Charlotte Dirt Track you have next door. You also have the ZMAC facility that you do, NHRA. You had a couple of races there, which is always fun because I love watching NASCAR drivers who are local in the area come out and check out NHRA. I saw um, Kyle Busch bring his kid out there. Bubba Wallace came out there. You guys are really a hub of racing just outside of NASCAR with NHRA. The American Flat Track, as you said, we saw that at Atlanta Motor Speedway, actually. They had an American Flat Track event. So being the central hub of racing for you, it must put a lot of pressure on having all these facilities, making sure everything is up-to-date, state-of-the-art, and inviting for fans to come out to. So how do you make sure that you keep up with everything and make sure that all these venues are fan-interactive, friendly and also up to date with everything they need so first of all i am incredibly blessed to have to work with some amazing people right um these folks are have passion for the fans they have a passion to create these uh, amazing consumer experiences and so there's a playbook for each one of our events so we know best practices and timelines to be sure all these things are ready. That goes from operations, that goes from ticketing, that goes from corporate sales, that goes from events and calendar planning. And then from there, um, it is having this culture being constructively discontent. How do we improve upon it? So for instance, we just had our fall in HRA race. Well, during the weekend, we kept thinking, okay, what can we do next year to make this better? We want to go from good to great. We want to go from great to wow. We want to go from wow to breathtaking. We want fans to leave here and that, that this be what they talk about for weeks on end. There's a lot of activity going on. And you know, we changed, we changed our, our kind of our tagline to America's Home for Racing because what we realized is that just about every form of American racing has been here at one time or another. And I'm not sure many other tracks in the country can say that with the dragway, the dirt track. Um, we even have an off-road course. Um, there's and the, the road courses as well as the traditional oval. There's so much that's possible here for motorsports enthusiasts. Even we even have you know what a world-renowned you know karting track in the infield that uh, has seen a lot of activity over the last 12 months. And we know Charlotte Motor Speedway predominantly for NASCAR action, but you do a lot of other things besides NASCAR races. In fact, you got a lot of events coming up here uh, to finish out the rest of the year. So for our listeners who might want to maybe come out to Charlotte Motor Speedway outside of NASCAR, do something else. What other events do you have coming up at the track over the next few months to wrap up the year? We have the World Short Track Finals, and then we have the World Finals, which is all over at the dirt track. The day after, the Monday after Royal Columbus Day, we'll actually be starting this, the setup for Christmas. And Christmas will start in, in mid-November and run through January. And that show continues to expand um, attendance grows exponentially every year, and it's kind of a neat time for us. So um, there's no no rest for the weary until we get past Christmas. So it's, it's an exciting time, and what's neat is the staff just really embraces all that activity, and the smiles of our guests and fans is what the real payoff is. 
Well, Mr. Walter, we always appreciate your time as always. And once again, if our fans want to check out all the events that are coming up, purchase tickets or anything coming up at, at the track or the facilities around the area, uh, where can they go once again to get that information? www.charlottemotorspeedway.com or you can give us a call at 1-800-455-FANS. All right. Well, Mr. Walter, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Looking forward for a NASCAR Nation to uh, huddle into Charlotte for the Roval Weekend, and uh, we can't wait to have you back on the program soon, sir. Thanks, my friend. Hey, this is Brandon Hutchison, Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. You're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, we got another special guest joining us here on the Food Depot Hotline as we're just wrapping up the IndyCar season for the year as they finished up things on the streets of Long Beach, California. We welcome in one of the many voices you hear during coverage of Indy Racing on NBC this year. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Kevin Lee. Mr. Lee. Hello, Alfred. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good, sir. Mr. Lee, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're doing good, my friend. All good here. Your thoughts on the race of Long Beach. Also, your thoughts of the season for IndyCar here as you guys crowned a new champion this year. Well, Long Beach is one everyone always looks forward to. Next to the Indy 500, it's it's the biggest race on the Indy calendar. It's uh, very different from the Indy 500, but but very special. And because of the COVID circumstances, it became the championship race, which actually everyone really enjoyed to create a lot of energy for the championship weekend. It's not going to stay there. It's going to go back to April next year. They have date equity there. It works well for the city and for the locals. But it was a nice change for a one-time event. I think they announced attendance at like 180,000 over the three days, which is just barely off of what they had a couple of years ago. So it was big. Uh, So that was really good. And the championship, as it always does, went down to the final race. I think it's 16 years in a row. It was a bit anticlimactic from a show business standpoint. The hope was, and Alex Pillow was leading by 35 points. It pays up to 54 to win a race. So Pillow was going to have to finish mid-pack or worse, and Pato Award was going to need to win the race, and Joseph Newgarden would have to win the race, and Pillow would finish at the back. Well, at the end of the first lap, Pato Award got turned, and that mostly ended the drama. Newgarden led early, so he still had a chance if Pillow had a mechanical or, or crashed out, but by within 15 laps left, that was over. So it just kind of became a celebration of Alex Pillow, who's the youngest champion in almost 20 years since Scott Dixon won his first, so it was good to get to celebrate his fantastic season. I was reading online the numbers for the coverage of NBC's IndyCar was uh, some of the highest numbers. What do you attribute to the large number of viewerships you had? You guys had this year? I think it's a good product. That helps. The races are entertaining. The, the personalities are interesting, and I think people are getting to know them a little bit more and know that they're approachable and friendly. Um, NBC has worked hard on promotion. We had more events on network television this year, and some of the ones we had on cable either had good time slots or good lead-ins. We had a big rating for the Nashville Street Race, and that was in product because it was on right after a cup race. So the cup race promoted the IndyCar race. The IndyCar races have been promoting the cup races when we have the opportunity, so that worked. I know we had a big rating on cable for Road America. That was an early start with a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, direct head-to-head competition. 
So really, that's the key to, to rating success. Well, one, you have to have a product people are interested in. But beyond that, it's about your lead-in and then your competition. So, you know, in full disclosure, the last three races did not rate highly, and that's not surprising because it's head-to-head with the NFL. And anyone that has an interest in ratings is trying to avoid the NFL. Speaking with Kevin Lee here, uh, IndyCar coverage on NBC. And uh, one of the cool things that are on the schedule for next year, and they did it this year, they've tried it a few times, is the doubleheader weekend with uh, NASCAR and IndyCar at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I know this is something they're trying to work on as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on those weekends when NASCAR Indy can a race together at the same venue on the same weekends? I like it. It kind of brings everyone together. As you try to grow any form of motorsport, you know, I think everyone gets enamored with stick and ball sports and drawing from them. And, and by the way, I'm a stick and ball guy. I'm a football, basketball, baseball fan. But I think we need to understand that, yes, while it's good to expose motorsports to those fans, there's a pretty high percentage of them. If they're not watching racing, you're probably not going to get them. You know, there are some people that just don't get, hey, you're just going around in circles or driving around a track. So I think you're more likely to grow whatever the motorsport is with other motorsports. You're more likely to get a drag racing thing to become interested in IndyCar or vice versa. So from the NBC side of things, the second half of the season, we have IndyCar and NASCAR. We have IndyCar all season long. So let's try to bring them together. Let's expose the NASCAR people to IndyCar and vice versa. The drivers are fans of the other series. It's the fans that seem to be a bit more territorial and think it's us against them. So I think everyone's kind of trying to bridge that gap, and that's the best opportunity. Let's expose some NASCAR fans to IndyCar, and we can get some of the IndyCar fans to, to watch a little bit more NASCAR. And I saw a great video the other day of Jimmy Johnson ripping off his uh, rookie tag from his car. Um, a lot of, I think a lot of fans were really anticipating to see how Jimmy would do this year. Uh, I mean, he, he did pretty well considering this is his first year in IndyCar. You've seen him all year. Why don't you give us a grade on how you think he performed this year in his rookie season in the IndyCar series? I think he did fine. And I think in some ways he might have done better than what I feared. And when I say I feared, uh, I think most of us understood how difficult this was going to be. And I think Jimmy did too. Uh, But there's still that thought that, well, this guy's a champion. He can figure it out. But it's one thing to get within a couple of seconds. It's another thing to get within the four or five tenths that you need to be able to get to. And he did that by the end of the year. And certainly in race pace. I think the biggest challenge has been figuring out how to make the best use of the the softer compound tires in qualifying. And that's why he's still starting at the back. But if you looked at, at his lap times, even from early in the season, he was, you know, oftentimes, uh, say, 18th, 19th, and that's different than it used to be. It used to be in IndyCar, there wasn't a, a great deal of depth, and if you weren't in the top 10, you weren't doing well. But now it's, you know, there are 27, 28 cars some weekends, and there are at least 26 legit drivers that have finished on a podium before, and it's tough to beat those guys. And Jimmy finished 17th the last couple of races. I think he was on the lead lap three of the last four races. So I would say mission accomplished. I think the goal was for for him to be competitive and, you know, not spinning every race like he was at the beginning of the season. And he wasn't doing that at the end. And now I do think it's realistic that he might be able to to crack the top 10 at some point next season. And certainly I think he'll be a factor in the Indy 500. He's going to test on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Oval coming up on, I think it's October 6th. He'll do his rookie test. He's already been at Texas Motor Speedway 
We don't know if he'll do the full season next year, but I think the plan is he'll do at least the road and street courses plus the Indy 500. Now, Mr. Lee, if our listeners want to keep up with you on the offseason and follow you on the social media, keep up with what's going on, where can they go to uh, follow you on social media, my friend? Kevin Lee, 23. Mr. Lee, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the offseason. We're looking forward to the coverage you guys will have on NBC in 2022. All right. Thanks, Alfred. Hey, this is Mike Bagley of Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. You, my friends, are listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And earlier on the program, we talked to Greg Walter, the main man in charge over at Charlotte Motor Speedway as we get set here for the big Roval weekend at Charlotte. And now we have go from one main man in charge to another main man in charge, the head honcho over there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot Zoom line from his plush office at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Winston Kelly. Good to be back on. I'm not sure I'd call it plush, but I uh, got a lot of great racing pictures and uh, looking forward to next weekend as my friend Greg Walter is for a big weekend here in Charlotte. I'm sure you're ready to welcome in a lot of great NASCAR faithful fans to your beautiful facility to uh, check out all the great memorabilia, history, and all the interactive action that you have there at the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame, Mr. Kelly. Absolutely. We uh, can't wait. We'll have extended hours next Saturday because uh, from rather than 10 to 5, we'll be open 10 to 6. Uh, be open all weekend. Normally start picking up business around Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, and Sunday, even before the Bank of America Roval 400 race. So uh, very excited about next weekend. And hopefully folks will stay over and come in on Monday. That's uh, what we've traditionally seen. And just so many exciting exhibits here. And even if somebody came back in May, we're always changing things out, updating stuff. We've updated some things in Heritage Speedway just since May. And if people came a year ago, actually October of last year, because uh, May of last year, we were close. I've uh, got a brand new exhibit in the Great Hall, which is honoring the legacy of our first 10 classes of inductees into the NASCAR Hall of Fame, those 50 individuals and cars associated with those exhibits. So always something new to see. And if you've never been here, just a, a great place to get immersed in NASCAR. Even if you've been there a couple of times, it's always like going for the first time every time you go to the, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So it's really, really awesome. And not only are you just a home to a great bunch of NASCAR memorabilia and, and all the Hall of Famers that have been inducted, but you guys do so many different things outside of that. In fact, you have a lot of great events coming up here over the next few months. you got the induction ceremonies coming up, and you also have some great events that help some of the charities in the area as well. So for some of our listeners who are in close proximity to Charlotte, as we are here in the Atlanta area or maybe along the southeast, what are some of the big events that maybe we should be putting on our calendar to come to visit the Hall of Fame outside of just the Roval weekend? Now, one of the things we've got next Wednesday is what we call Over the Edge. It's the fundraiser for our NASCAR Hall of Fame Foundation, and our foundation helps subsidize and underwrite schools and, and kids that would not otherwise be able to afford to experience our great education programs that we have here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We've got over 30 workshops that cover a spectrum of a lot of STEM-based science, technology, engineering, and math, but we also have arts and English and history and things like that that Eliza Russell and the team have done a fantastic job. So over the edge is where some of us fools are gonna jump off the side or repel 
off the side of the embassy suites directly across the street. And for somebody like myself that has acrophobia, which is a fear of heights, that's a pretty big lift for us. But we'll be raising money next Wednesday. We start at nine o'clock. And if somebody wants to support us and not able to come, go to charlotteovertheedge.org and the money goes to the Hall of Fame Foundation to help support schools that need financial assistance to be able to enjoy these programs. So that's next Wednesday. Got the Bank of America Roval race next weekend. And then our 2021 induction ceremony, which we had to postpone from earlier this year, will be January the 21st, 2022. And starting next Thursday, October the 7th, tickets will go on sale for that induction ceremony to the public to be able to see Dale Earnhardt Jr., Red Farmer, and Mike Stefanik inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame next January. You guys do such a great job of making that so interactive for the listeners. So if they do want to get tickets, where can they go to get those tickets? NASCARHall.com. You can find out anything from buying a general admission ticket, see a lot of our curated uh, exhibits online, and just kind of understand a little bit about what's going on. But NASCARHall.com. You can find out about all the options and we have induction ceremony tickets that start at $150. And then we have up to dinner tickets, which they'll be invited to the dinner, uh, which would be a, a steak and seafood dinner. So it's not gonna be just a, a rubber chicken. It's gonna be our convention center partners do a phenomenal job on that. So we'll have a dinner, a brief intermission, and then the ceremony. So guests can either purchase a induction ceremony ticket or a dinner and ceremony ticket. And then we'll also have a additional program going on Thursday, Friday morning, and Saturday. And some of those ticketed events, they will go on sale next week as well on NASCARHall.com. Speaking with Winston Kelly here, the NASCAR Hall of Fame on Southern Race Week Radio. And by the time we know it, we're going to start looking at the next class to be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So um, when is that going to start? That process usually starts around when the Daytona 500 is usually, right? Is that correct? It does. And one other event, let me backtrack that I oh. failed to mention. We'll do a special kids in free around Halloween. We always try to do something around different holidays. Christmas, we'll do something. But for the weekend of January the 30th through November the 1st or, or October the 29th through October the 31st, any kid that comes with a paying adult will get in free to the NASCAR Hall of Fame around Halloween. But uh, going back to your question about uh, the next class, we do the nomination process uh, with the nominating committee meeting in Daytona the Friday before the Daytona 500. We haven't solidified the schedule with NASCAR, but it should be in that same time frame. And then we'll work with our partners at NBC on the announcement a little bit later in the year of who the nominees are. And then we'll vote on the class that will be inducted in 2023 uh, in May of next year around the Coke 600 week. Now, Mr. Kelly, if our listeners want to keep up with what's going on at the Hall of Fame exhibits, what's going to be changing, what's new and what's going to be leaving, where can they go to get all their information and also how to purchase tickets to come out if they do want to come out and check things out? Yeah, I would say just go back to NASCARHall.com. Anytime we're going to change, upgrade exhibits, we'll have a lot of things that will be changed out and upgraded in January. Go to NASCARHall.com. It's got our different combination packages, our tickets. Anything that they want to know about the NASCAR Hall of Fame is there. There is a telephone number online. If somebody wants to talk to a person, if they're kind of older school or have any questions, always have somebody available during operating hours to call the box office and get clarification. But we get really good feedback on our website, even for folks like myself who aren't that technologically advanced and uh, have so many people are coming in. They've already bought their ticket. They have their, their QR code, if you will, on their phone and ready to go 
uh, with their experience, and, and they do that all on NASCARHall.com. Well, Mr. Kelly, we really appreciate your time this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You've always been a friend of the show, and anytime we ever asked to have you on, you've always been generous with your time, my friend. Alfie, always a pleasure to be on, and hopefully we'll see you next week. This is Alan Kavana of the Positive Regression Podcast. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie, as I mentioned, filling in for the vacationing WB this week, but he'll be back in the captain's chair to deliver another brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio for you, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast next week. And in speaking of the podcast, if you missed it on this week's episode and you want to listen to it again or listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, check out the podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to head on over there, subscribe to those podcasts, so that every time a new podcast is available, you'll get a notification to let you know it's up and ready for you to listen to. And we appreciate our great sponsors, including Food Depot, for helping us out and making sure we get you that podcast every Monday. Once again, at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But once again, I want to thank our great guests for joining us this week, the president of Charlotte Motor Speedway, Greg Walter, Kevin Lee of IndyCar coverage on NBC for wrapping up the season in the IndyCar series, and then also Winston Kelly of the NASCAR Hall of Fame for letting us know everything that is going on at the Hall to uh, wrap up the 2021 calendar year. Don't forget about our Facebook page and our uh, Twitter page as well. You can like us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash southernraceweek. Also, follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio, and you can follow our fearless leader on Twitter at WB Radio Network, and I'm available on Twitter at Alfie underscore 19. Thank you so much for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. We've got another jump-packed program coming up for you next week, so hopefully you'll be back with us for another exciting edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast right here on the Southern Race Week Radio Network.